Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey, pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit, powered by Lift Aviation. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. Back. And and if you are just tuning in, this is your first time listening to Fly Cool Shit. What the fuck have you been doing with your life? Sucking. Yeah. No, just kidding. Welcome, if this is your first time. Uh, They've been busy practicing the a sportsman routine. There we go. Yeah. Working hard <laughs> on that uh, 2023 sports movie team. Um, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, welcome. Pleasure to have you. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about uh, mostly aerobatic stuff. Um, every once in a while, we'll depart and talk about warbirds or uh, air show flying, jet team stuff, um, but mostly centered around aerobatics uh, because that's um, it's freaking awesome. And we can talk about so some GA, GA stuff today. I got some GA questions that you can help me with since you're you're a professional pilot what what piper warriors best <laughs> pretty oh you're close very <laughs> close actually um no i'm looking you know getting a traveling plane one day and you know i want to make the right choice so we're a family of four um we're never gonna really 99 percent of the travel is gonna be like a 400 mile ring from where we are um i'm not going to be flying hard ifr at all and um you know i was looking at moonies looking at um some bonanzas like the f-33 and stuff but i um recently came across the uh not re- not that i haven't seen one or know about it well i knew about the piper the cherokee 6 but i didn't know they redid it um and did the piper 6x or the six and the 6xt which is the uh turbo um okay. but yeah i'm looking at the the piper 6x nice nice little airplane i like them i i it's been a long time since i've flown one you've flown this cherokee 6 or the 6x just the uh uh 6 nice yeah um yeah i hear that they're like load up and go type airplanes they carry a lot um and like i said i don't need to go 200 knots i mean i definitely want to get something that does like 150 knots um at least and i'm not going far so like why honestly that's a pretty good airplane for it it makes sense right and uh it's got club seating you know the missus i feel like you know she doesn't really not really into aviation too much so um, yeah i want to make it comfortable for her and uh yeah so i mean i don't know i don't know a lot about them i'm excited i'm gonna go fly one maybe uh try to find a friend of a friend who has one and uh fly one up i'm kind of i gotta be honest like i don't i'm not an engineer when it comes to motors but a lot of uh a lot of bad news coming uh coming out with these uh continental motors these 550s and 520s huh not good right not this is not um not the news you want to hear as a continental owner luckily uh i don't have one yeah so like you know me and i just want to have a clear head and i don't know you know single engines 
you know, one thing, but like, you know, flying. And it's funny because I talk to people about the continental issue and they're like, well, you know, depends what kind of cylinders were on it and this and that. And it's like, seems like a lot of what ifs, you know, like homing, yeah. I've had pretty bulletproof. I've had decent luck with like homings and, uh, certainly you know. the non-geared, you know, not like the more complex you get and the, and the six is uh turbo or at least the uh, six X's, I guess. Right. Um, but like, you know, the, the naturally aspirated Lycomings, I've never had a problem with. It seems like Continentals, like I've flown uh, naturally aspirated Bonanzas and, you know, you, you run the risk of shock cooling those things. I've never heard of a Lycoming in, a, in an aerobatic platform shock cooling. I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure there's cases, but the 540 is such a good engine. The 360 is such a good engine. Um, the O200, I mean, bulletproof engines, really bulletproof engines. Yeah. No, hundred percent. So yeah, that's what, uh, and it'd be fun to, to not go up for 15 minutes and beat your brains out. It'd be fun to, you know, enjoy sitting back, going to, uh, that good old fashioned hundred dollar hamburger. I, I gotta be honest too. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. Like I I've taken the extra to go to stuff like that. And I've commuted in the extra. I mean, it's my only, I, I belong to a flying club that has a 172 and a 182 and I never use it. I should, but, um, you know, like when I went and uh, did that 300L checkout down south, I I took my extra and flew it down south because it's fast. Um, but it's not comfortable. You know, it's not. It's there's no comfort built into an extra. It's it's kind of fun to get into an airplane like a Bonanza or a Six or a Cirrus, and it's like, oh, like I don't sit in a hard bucket made out of composite. Yeah. I don't have to wear a chute or a helmet, and I can like I have a seat next to me that I can put my coffee and food I like i could put food in there and yeah. i can you know um actually go fly like flying cross country ferrying airplanes like that you know cabin airplanes are is just so much nicer i mean even a 172 granted they're slow as dog shit but um you know you can have coffee in there and you can like kind of sprawl out and you have your ipad next to you and you can like uh, it's just so much easier to maneuver things in in these types yeah. of airplanes so much more comfortable to go do stuff like hundred dollar hamburgers or go travel with obviously travel with the family, but even by yourself, like if you're just like, dude, I want to like, I don't know. I'm going to meet my family somewhere. My family's down South and I'm going to like go join them. And I don't feel like hopping an airline flight to uh St. Augustine, you know, I'm just going to fly the six down and meet them. And it's just mm -hmm. so much more comfortable than the idea of, you know, uh, you know, you probably would rather take commercial than fly the extra down. Cause it's pain in the ass to fly the extra. Yeah. Just not, like not feasible. Um, I mean, what would you and Mrs. Pollard get? You guys have four. You you have two kids, so you're a family yep. of four. Yep, family four. Um, I mean, California's um, a lot different than where I am because there's a lot more, you know, sites to go see, like up and down the coast. So uh, I'm assuming that you're going to be your mission's probably like six, seven hundred nautical, right? You know, I guess it just it depends on like, so our reach right now. Um, like we go to Southern California, not quite often at all. Like we're going to go to Disneyland in June. So that's going down to the LA area. That'd be a, you know, oh my gosh, in a Bonanza or a six, you know, an hour and a half flight, maybe hour and 45 minute flight, not long at all. Very easy to do. And that's, I don't know, a few hundred miles. Um, we go to Carmel a lot. So landing in Monterey would be great. And I've, 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 taking the family in a, a 414 
to Monterey. Uh, was fortunate enough to be able to borrow a 421 and a 414 for a while. So that was really nice. nice. You know, that's where <laughs> this, that's where the conversation totally divulges from, you know, piston singles. But like, you know, th- that like in a in a Bonanza or even a, gosh, a 172 with quarter tanks and, you know, light baggage, I think a 172 could maybe do it right now with the kids being small. Um it's an hour flight in a 172, maybe 40 minute flight. Yeah. Comfortable. Um, comfortable. Yeah. Totally doable. No totally fine. A 182 would be great for that as well. Obviously hold a little bit more, go a little bit further. It's not super fast, but um, that's kind of like what we do right now. Like I, I can't envision, and this is not from a, uh, like a lack of confidence or like even like an in- inherent safety concern of throwing my entire family on a, on a small airplane. I just don't see us like, I don't see us going to Vegas, right? Like the kid, I don't know. I don't even know. Like I, I fucking hate Vegas. That's a whole other topic. There's so many other topics we can talk about, but um, Vegas is not something I see taking my family to, you know? So like, okay, where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? That's going to be two, three, four, five hours away. Um, maybe making the pilgrimage to Oshkosh would be amazing. And yeah. you know, that would be a dream come true to take my entire family. Uh, to Oshkosh in an airplane that I'm flying would be really, really amazing. Be truly amazing. Um, oh yeah, going up to maybe Oregon. You know, uh, we love Oregon. We love Seattle, Washington, um, Southern Washington. That's you know, you start ticking up the hours a little bit there, two, three, four hours maybe uh, to go up. To, uh, I don't know how far. Seattle, it depends on the airplane, but you know, a few yeah. hours, right? So that's, that's kind of where I see, I don't, I don't see us being big airplane travelers. I, th- I think if we're going to do that, it's just so much easier in a lot of ways to, to go airline, you know, everybody, and I love GA, don't get me wrong. And you see this on Facebook, you see this on Instagram, you see people town. this is like, you know, screw the airlines, go uh, fly yourself. And it's like, well, if I had a PC 12, I'd probably say that. And I think a lot of people know who I'm talking about when I, when I say that. Uh, very <laughs> prominent, uh, influential, uh, influencers on social media. Um, they own a PC 12 or the family owns a PC 12. And it's like, yeah, if I had something that could go up into the flight levels and cruise at 260 knots, um, I, I don't think I would take the airlines. I would, you know, if I needed to go to Texas, yeah, I'd, I'd hop in my PC 12. That's not feasible. So, um, <laughs> this, this podcast isn't there yet. <laughs> It's just not quite there yet. Yeah. Once Flyquil shit gets cool enough to have a TBM 850 or a PC 12 or something, um, you know, we can talk about it, but even like, you know, I, I've got, I've got a couple hundred hours in the PC 12 and I've got, I've got a couple hundred hours and oh, maybe a hundred hours in Piper Meridians. I don't have any TBM time, uh, but you're talking about airplanes over a million dollars. And even then like a, a Meridian really, you know, it could take a family depends on the year Meridian because uh, they did do a gross weight change or useful load change. I'm sorry, but um, you know, family of four and 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 full gas is is kind of stretching it. And you know, where do you really want to take that? I think it's still a small airplane. You know, it's still an airplane that's got to sit in the weather and all that other kind of stuff. And I don't know. I, I can't I can't foresee me owning an airplane that's going to take my family to New York. Maybe someday. You know. Like AJ yeah, has a, what, he's got a 421. I think he's got 421, right? right? Um, yeah, but he goes to, he does like a cross country trip, like a coast to coast trip twice a year. He goes twice up, a year. You know, he, yeah, he's all over the place in that thing. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. But, and like if, I, for if, me, I, if I did that, if I did that, I, I would, 
that's where I'd be looking. I'd be I'd be looking at a at a twin like that, a cabin class twin. You know, four twenty one. You can take your headset off in the cockpit and talk. Like we could talk. We could we could have a podcast without headsets on. I mean, it's that quiet. Those gear. Yeah. Um, gosh, I, I can't remember the engines, but the the I don't. Know. I forgot what they are, but they're you know it's like geared a, it's turbo. Like a turbo like coming on there, right? Something like that. I think they're it's geared in turbo. I think it's like a, a TGSIO. I don't even remember, but um, very, very good engines. They're finicky, and God only knows how much they are to, you know, overhaul, but um, they're good airplanes. And that's kind of where I, like, I can't imagine spending, you know, a six, like a Bonanza, an A36, or even an older, like, I love the VTEL Bonanzas, you know, they're only four seat, but, um, you know, for two people, for the wife and I to go somewhere short, or for like the kids, wife and kids right now, to go somewhere short, like an hour maybe two hour max hop with light baggage, like, yeah. like packing lighter than we would normally. Right. Um, I think it's, that's probably where we would sit. And that's yeah. kind of the mission that I think the max mission that I would buy an airplane for given my, my current, you know, financial status and kind of where we want to spend money. We could easily granted if we, if we were like, Hey, we want to travel the on our days off. We want to travel. I'd, I'd probably would go buy a 421, you know, go, go invest the money in a 421 and we could do that. But that's, you're talking about changing. That's a lifestyle change for us. Um, it's a focus, yeah. right? So I think, you know, for you guys and what you do, it's probably, probably, probably a similar, or, you know, a similar vein, a similar mission, you know, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, like the kids, like, so my daughter has, she's on a, like a travel cheerleading team. So she, yeah. She's seven. No, sorry. She, she's six. And um, like this year she has three events, but like the next group that she goes into in a year or two, um, they're going to have like six events per year. And they're all, you know, the furthest one down is like, I think it was like 400 nautical miles away, but most of them are like less than 300. So yeah. you're talking about, you know, we're, I, I'm not going to the furthest one. My, my wife and her are going and they're going to airline, but you know, everything's like a four hour drive or, you know, a 15 minute flight, you know, cause we have to go take the ferry across or drive yeah. and everything like that. So like, or if you can hop a short mountain range or something that like, you know, like a, there's a bottleneck somewhere, yeah. you know, that I can, the, the, the flight time drastically reduces the, yeah, the time to get there. Yeah. Right. So and I, it's funny that you mentioned that dude, cause yeah. my, my girls are starting to get into sports and it's so much fun um my youngest yeah. is in basketball no soccer. i enjoy going I, I do too and so like that's that's the again this is a whole topic for another podcast but uh, i think i've talked about it maybe on the podcast before but you know i love owning a share of the extra i love aerobatics it's something that like i've thought of i think of aerobatics daily and i i love it it's like a great passion of mine but i'm at to the i'm kind of to the point now where it's like you know maybe i maybe i do get out of the extra and get some and and focus more on like my kids sports, like being involved. Cause I, I, I truly love, I thought I would hate it. I literally was like, I'm going to go to this soccer game and I'm going to freaking hate it. And I yeah. ended up like really falling in love with watching and being involved with the girls sports. And when they start getting into traveling, which is going to be probably uh, this like season, this for year. Us. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've thought about that. Cause I'm like, you know what, maybe I do the motor home and you know, uh, we have friends that like they can't, they have campers, right. And they'll, they'll like tailgate in the parking lot. They stay in the hotel. Yeah, it's fun. Like, they set this thing up hardcore for these traveling weekends. And I'm like, 
that would be super cool. But certainly like for us, um, if for those, uh, you might be unfamiliar too, but, um, the central Valley, California. So, um, we, I'm in the Bay area to the East of me is, you know, kind of the central Valley, but that, that central Valley stretches, um, down from right. like, like to Bakersfield all the way up to like Redding. Um, so kind of this, this before the mountain ranges kind of thing. And there's a ton of traveling sports that happen kind of, you know, where I could land in Fresno or Modesto or Bakersfield yeah. or, uh, things like that. And I'm like, you know, that would be freaking cool, dude. How cool that I, I remember thinking as a kid, like how cool it'd be to show up in an airplane somewhere. My kids will care yeah. less. Um, but I think it'd be pretty cool to travel like that. Cause it makes it, it actually makes it to where if you wanted to, if you didn't want to do the hotels, you could go home, you know, you could go yeah. home at the end of the day. hundred percent. Um, so I love that idea. I, I actually, sorry, to, I, I didn't mean to cut you off and, and steal no, your thunder, but I love that you brought it up because um, this is really interesting stuff to talk about. It, not so much fly cool shit, I guess, but I love that you're thinking about that with in terms of traveling because it really does cut it down. You know, it it makes it that much more enjoyable too. And it's less stressful. Like, you know, yeah. a lot of people, you know, maybe in like a less populated area don't understand like that, like driving like a half an hour through the city is like driving four hours in the Midwest on a straight line. Like it's, it's so fuck. it's just terrible. Yeah. And like, you know, like, so like, you know, just my daughter, like we're going to go away three to six times. My son's he's on a travel team. Like there's, there's another like four or five times, you know, we ski. So there's another, you know, four or five times plus like, you know, like just going out to dinner and like, instead of like driving, you know, into the city or whatever, like we could fly half an hour and I could be in like, you know, uh, Martha's Vineyard or, you know, Vermont. And, um, you know, I have a pilot's license. So like freaking, I should use it. Right. Use so it. I think it, it comes down to like, you know, how many times can I use it? And I'm kind of coming up with like, you know, at least 30 times a year, you know, at, at the bare minimum. And to me, it's worth it at that point. I mean, I would never, you know, buy the plane outright. I definitely want to, the only way I'd be able to do it um honestly and afford it is is to you know take on like two two partners but um you know to justify it too so like um it just i'm really kind of pursuing it to i just think it'd be fun i mean because you know why not and like this the past weekend i drove up to hartford connecticut which is not far away and um it took it took uh there's a little bit of traffic and it took like three and a half hours and it's literally it's straight line distance from where i'm located is uh 60 miles to hartford airport which it's yeah. like it was like a half mile from the convention center where this event was so it would have taken whatever you land in the uber yeah not even i would have had like one of the other parents just pick us up yeah yeah you know so like 20 minutes to drive to the airport freaking not even 20 minutes to get the plane out and ready to go i'd probably pack it the night before anyway and like 20 minutes so you're talking an hour and you know it's like oh it's only two hours you know stay in the car but it's like so convenient if you could do it like freaking yolo you know you only live once yeah so yeah, yeah. so i'm really liking the six I, I i definitely think that the only it sounds kind of pretentious but the only plane i would get or that needs to be in the running would have to have club seating Cause I think that, cause my wife's just not into flying. You the know? club seating so is to, super nice. I gotta be honest. I have to make it comfortable nice. for her. It's yeah. the only way, you know, um, the, um, the four, uh, 
I'm trying to think of which one had club seating. I think the 414 um, that I was flying for a little bit had club seating. And the, the six that I flew had club seating. And that that huge door. Like, yeah, it's so it's such a passion. I, I would say it's a real passenger airplane. You know what I mean? Like that really was meant to be like a um, in fact, a lot of people did use it for that, like say, like a charter, you know, it's like that, that, yeah, is, that was to carry like, people. And, and I don't want to worry that much about fuel and pay. like, I just want to be able to close the door and go. Like, I understand yeah. if I put four four or five fat asses in the airplane like and a ton like i'm not going to be an idiot i'll do a weight and balance but like me and my two like my wife my two kids and like i'll probably you know i'll know the specs on it as far as you know um what it could take and everything like that but like there's that thing can haul ass especially the fixed gear where there's not the weight of the uh retractable yeah you know so like yeah i just want to close the door and go and not not worry about you know it's like you look at these cirruses and like i got listen i would love to have a cirrus like and have it give it to me i don't know if i'd buy one but like you're, you're spending over a million dollars and like you can't take four four adults in full fuel and some bad yeah. like how is like i get the parachute yeah i get why you know that's a nice and it makes sense for for a lot of people um but i just can't I, I, spending a million like why not just get a tbm at that point like a used tbm Honestly, I mean, you're kind of you're approaching that that territory, you know. Even a, like a Meridian, um, I don't know. This I like the Cirrus a lot, but it's. But then again, you know, like I think one of the problems with with us and what we look at in the used market and what what we think of, like we, you know, we're we're a generation, right? Like our the us our, our group as pilots, we're generational in the sense of like we remember when uh cirrus came out right we remember when they first came out um and we i think one of the problems is that we think back to pricing that doesn't exist anymore right like when 172s could be had for nothing you know 182 yeah. could be had for nothing you look at the price of a new 182 now i think those are close to a million yeah. you know it's maybe maybe not far off maybe 800 700 and it's yeah. like, whoa, okay. So, and I'm not, this isn't like a, um, I'm not arguing to justify uh, the price of a Cirrus. It's just more like you hear million and you think that's crazy. You're like, dude, a million dollars for a GA airplane. But Bonanza's, a new A30 or a G36 is a million, probably more now. Oh, no, it's got to be more. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. So you're like, dang, dude, these four and six seat single engine pistons yeah. are so much money yeah it's pretty wild it is and uh, you know yeah i mean there's, there's no there's no getting around it um it's it's pretty wild but um yeah. yeah i'm pumped i think in like a year i'll be hopefully i can put something together in a year and um and do it uh because like i i'm driving to these things and i'm like this is such especially when you know you've done like you know, cross whatever, and you know how quick it can be, and it's just it makes it it makes the drive that much more shitty. Yeah, <laughs> when you know you but, can uh, be there in no time at all. Yeah, yeah. But um, hey, I got a lot of good feedback from uh, that podcast with Angela. Super fun. Thanks for coming on. By the way, um, I got a lot of feedback as well. You know, that was I got a good episode. It I was, and like there's some people that were like weren't fans of it, but it's like, dude, you don't have to agree with with certain people, but like. You know, 
like it's nice to have people like we've always said when you have a guest on a podcast that's not afraid to speak their mind it's a great show and um you know i applaud well, and it's it's her that don't it's hold her back. it's it's her um nobody can argue that that is her uh experience right whether it's whether you know people have varying opinions on on how the iac treats them or how they're viewed within the iac or their experience uh, through the IEC, right? Um, yeah. And people have different experiences. Th- that's undeniable, right? Uh, there's there's always going to, I don't think you ever get rid of this, but there's always going to be a, a political element to um, organizations like the IEC, obviously EAA, you know, all these organizations have a, pol- a, a politicized element to it, meaning um, there's going to be cliques, there's going to be groups, there's going to be group uh, intergroup politics, and that's either going to play, you're either going to be on one side of that or the other in terms of whether that benefits you or not. And, um, you know, I think what that episode did, it really illustrated the plight of um, an IAC member, right? This, this argument's as old as time. It's as old as the IAC is. How do you attract new members? How do you keep them engaged? What what can the IAC do better? What are they doing wrong? Um, you know, tons of, I got, I mean, this, this episode might've gotten more feedback. I won't say it's the most polarizing episode, but it certainly got a lot of feedback. I, I got a ton of feedback and it was great. Great discussions were had, um, from Angela's, uh, podcast. And, um, I think it's, it, it kind of just hallmarks, like, how are we getting new people in? She's the new, she's the new people, right? Like we're going to get more people like her young up and comer um hobbyists weekend warriors that maybe turn to um you know more serious uh competition that's that's who we're getting you know we're not i don't think we're gaining i mean you know getting jim burke back on would would to ask this stuff because i'm sure they have the numbers but like how many how many 45 year old iac members did we sign up last year you know how many 50 year old iac members did we get versus like you know how many 20 25 30 did we get i think i think getting new members young members keeping them engaged i think that's got to be the key focus so to to do that you got to got to listen and understand where they're coming from that that's undeniable yeah no and it, it's really interesting it kind of made me like really start thinking about the sportsman category cuz it's honestly it's it's a great category and if you can win in sportsman in a in a, especially at nationals, but like um, in a f- regional level that's got a big sportsman field, you know, most likely there's there's been some sportsman competitors in that category for a while. Like it's a big achievement to win in that category because it's always, always so tight. Um, yeah. But, you know, looking at it further, what I don't understand, you know, with that category, there, there's a couple things that that I, you know, would question. It's like, why if airplane performance say like at the decathlon hasn't changed but why are the sequences from say like 2000 or the late 90s different or or that's the right word here why are they why are the sequences from the late 90s easier than the sequences that are being made you know for instance with angela's argument in 2023 like why yeah. did why did the, the difficulty change um and, and make it harder was it to appease 
people that have been in the category that that don't want to move up that want to challenge themselves more which is i don't i wouldn't agree with that that's a, that's that doesn't help the sport in terms of growth because it's just going to make it a lot more difficult for it so like that's one thing you know the other the other thing that you know i was thinking is that like you know when the sequence design committee approves a sequence and you know from the iac standpoint i think um listening to that podcast it's it's definitely frustrating because not enough people submit sequences and i agree with them on that i you know what what i had said in that previous podcast is i submitted a sequence for sportsman and i didn't get any feedback as to why that sequence wasn't chosen not to say that it should have at all because i'm sure sequences this year is better or whatever but like there's really no um language or communication between the selection of these sequences and what's not getting a why certain sequences are not getting approved you know and I, and it's not so much that the iac has to back themselves up on their decision i think it's more of like it could be treated as a learning experience and people that have submitted those sequences or people that are following other people that submit sequences can learn as to okay well like you don't want to put a spin downwind that's why we didn't choose your sequence so it's like oh you know this this is an you have too many altitude losers and it's going to make it dangerous for us like yeah. that's why we didn't choose like i think and if listen if a thousand sequences get submitted i don't expect the iac to to give a thousand you know dissertations as to why certain sequences were but like it'd be nice to get feedback on on some sequences that were in the running to get selected as opposed to just selecting and and saying to deal you know deal with it or whatever but back to what you know a, a second ago like people need to submit sequences because it's really hard for certain people that do put the work in as far as selecting the sequences to get flack for being like oh the sequence is too hard it's like well dude like you don't don't sit on your ass all year you know drinking beer and then when the sequence comes out now all of a sudden we hear from you you want to complain like you know spend an hour put put a sequence together have a leg to stand on and and let's have a conversation don't don't be a monday morning quarterback so um you know do i think that the 23 sequence is is the best sequence the iac has ever put together for a sportsman no but like what they have to choose from and you know that's really what it comes down to um and uh so i think that you know especially the younger generation that's a little bit more tech savvy should should be putting sequences together and submitting and that's how you learn and that's how you you know you 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 become a better pilot i think so um yeah with that with the sportsman level and category um you know i oh that's what i was going to go with it so you know once they select the sequence what's what's really interesting is i almost i wanted to ask you I almost get the feeling that like when they when they say those things however to say it, it's like oh well the sequence has to be able to be flown by what is it a 150 horse decathlon or something like that i think so yeah for sportsmen yeah so like what i don't necessarily necessarily agree with is um when they say this sequence can be flown by a 150 horse decathlon um i don't think that should be just a qualification. I think that the sequence should be able to have to be flown by 150 horsepower decathlon and score, be able to score above an 80 percentile by and be flown by a, by a sportsman competitor. And you could pick whatever sportsman competitor or even maybe intermediate, but like having it being flown in a 150 horse by say like Mike Lentz, like Mike's just on another level. Like he yeah. can't, you can't really yeah. 
a Mike Lentz to your to a sportsman pilot or like a solo birdie. Like, yeah, anybody well, can yeah, Lentz flew it, Lentz flew at decathlon in advanced. Well, so that's like, what I was gonna say is like you could even you could take 150 horsepower decathlon because they exist uh in intermediate and and fly intermediate and be competitive in intermediate. I mean, it's gonna be hard for that airplane performance wise, yeah, so but you could do should, it. Should the criteria be that or should the criteria be it could be flown by a 150 horsepower decathlon by you know x type of pilot and score around you know 77.5 whatever 77 it should score a 77.5 percentage flight like yeah. it shouldn't it, this i feel like the sentiment is like yeah it could be flown by a 150 horsepower you know super d or whatever and get through like that's not really setting up this sportsman competitor to have a chance at winning and like it's not you know um i'm saying it's unfair but like um you know if if you're going to use that platform as a basis um it can't be you know it it flying beyond its 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 uh design limits you know yeah um yeah well the other in the other side of the argument though um that i don't disagree with like this is why this is so fascinating. It was fun. It was so much fun to have Rob on to talk about this. Um, and I, we should probably get him back on. Um, but I also would kind of maybe like to have Jim's take on it, like just from a, a presidential overall. And I, I could be way off here. I'm not, don't, you know, no, it's, it's this is the thing is this is, this is the, um, the, the identity crisis of the IAC, right? Um, who, who are they? Who do they appeal to? How do they attract? I mean, I would say that that's probably, you know, a, a key risk focus of the IC as, as a, as an entity is uh, kind of what we're talking about. You know, who, do, who are you appeasing to when you do this? And um, the other side of the argument, which I like, I'm not going to disagree with, like, I, I agree. I understand Angela's point and I, you look at it and I, and I understand your point, you know, I understand um, that, Hey, why, how are these sequences you know, the argument can be made like they're, they're getting harder, but the airplane criteria has stayed the same. So how is how does that correlate? Right. But there's there's a a, a a divergence of um something there. Right. Are, are, are have we added pilot ability in pilots abilities are getting better. So therefore, the ability to fly 150 horse decathlon in sportsman um, and do more maybe more uh, a more challenging combination or a more challenging set of maneuvers in a given sequence has increased okay um but that's not part of the criteria i don't think um it's just just airplane category or, or airplane uh specific but the other side is okay well how do we make it interesting how do we make it fun i say we you know the iec mm. how does the iec keep it interesting keep it fun maybe and keep it challenging should it should it be easy should should we be setting all the categories up for success or should we be creating a challenge for them to um you know work towards right or or to where not everybody is scoring 80 85s you know maybe maybe this maybe this does challenge the field a little bit um but then do you disenfranchise a subset of sportsman competitors by doing that yeah, you know, well, I, I would say the answer to all of that is there's it's it's maybe all of the above. It's not easy. This is not yeah. an easy topic. No, I mean, here's the thing: like, you know, you have 
sportsmen where there's there's a decent amount of competitors i would i wouldn't know i would venture to say that um i would say 30 to 40 percent of sportsmen competitors have been in that category a lot of their aerobatic career as far as competition goes and either airplane performance is preventing them from moving to intermediate physical you know ability um or whatever but they're in sportsmen and they're staying they've been there and part of me wants to believe that the reason why they're making the sequences more difficult and you can go on the isc website and take a look at the sequences from the late 90s compared to today is to to cater to that pilot that's been in the category for a while and make it so like is that preventing a brand new sportsman pilot that you know just entered the category from being able to do that sequence at a, at a contest like what what's the criteria then what is what should the should the iac have a criteria for uh a competitor who's getting you know who went into iac competition started in primary you know was safe at a you know a um what you want to call it a safety pilot and you know moved into sportsman how many times a week and how long should it take that pilot to be to get up to to flying um somewhat competitive of a level in sportsman you know what i mean like what's the criteria for that sequence like how long should the average person have to practice to get competitive how many days a week you know this and that and like should a sportsman category should you need a coach for sportsman category you know should you need you know like what's the basic and, and there's people out there that are probably screaming blue in the face right now like um about things but like yeah there's sportsman pilots out there that have coaches that want to like fucking kick ass and like you could spend whatever money i get that and like those people will do really well uh but what i'm talking about the person that's got a nine to five job monday through friday can fly a true once weekend a, warrior once a, yeah that's that's who i'm talking about We're, you're always going to have those warrior. people yeah. that have the ability and, and the um the access to to train more than than others i get that but you know like the the average person like what's what's the average person what's the what does it take for them to get competitive in this sequence how many times a week should they fly and like is that what the sequence design committee should be considering at this point you know i just think it's 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 just interesting um that you know we're having these super successful and and highly experienced pilots fly fly these sequences and say yeah it's totally flyable like no fucking shit man (laughs) yeah fly anything you know like but like let's get you know let's send this sequence out to like two or three sportsman guys who I bet you would be totally taken back that, you know, and honored quote unquote um, from the IC asking them to fly. I'd be like, Hey man, like here's the, the proposed 23 sequence, like go fly, stick a GoPro on it. Let me know what you think. Yeah. You know, cause that's who they, the type of people that are going to be flying it, not, and I have nothing against the sequence committee and, and this and that, but, um, you know, hand it out to those guys, get the feedback from there. Yeah. Makes a, yeah. Does that make sense? Or, or am I, you think I'm kind of like, just sounding like a moron? No, no, I, I, I think, I think those, I think, I mean, it's, that's a great idea, you know? And I think, you know, again, going back to like, what is the IC and what are these categories? Um, I, I don't want to mention anybody that, um, you know, it wouldn't be fair to mention names, but had a really good discussion with somebody about, um, you know, kind of what what the IAC is right and and we remember Rob um 
coming up with the idea, just throwing the idea out there of a of a of another um category, right? A kind of a bridge category. And I yeah. still think that that I think the IEC should take the official position that primary sportsman and intermediate are hobbyist categories. The, these are the you don't they you are. can be you can be absolutely serious. You can be dead serious and be a serious competitor, high level competitor in those categories, and be proud of those categories um, as you work your way up, right? Um, but they are they are hobbyist categories that that should be for the hobbyist, right? Then there should be a bridge category, maybe call it a call it a gatekeeping category where you you need to fly in this category and score a certain level before you can move to advanced, right? And then that, so that category is kind of like the, oh, okay, you're not messing around um, in intermediate anymore. You're, you're, you're going up a level, right? And then those categories are kind of taken more seriously. The sequences yeah. are, are generated uh, in, a, in a more, maybe a more challenging way to challenge those categories. Because um, I think the argument too, that we've heard, again, this is just, I'm, this isn't, I'm an outsider looking in and I just get to, to hang onto the fence and, and love this stuff and, and listen to it. But you know, hearing about SIVA sequences versus R sequences for the advanced and unlimited categories and yeah. how there's there's a disconnect there. Well, okay. Why don't we make oh, the advanced and what's that? I'm priced out. I'm priced out of SIVA. Like I I won't even attempt at this point, just the way where it's going. Like I can't be I'll never fucking I my life the way it is, you know, financially and, and time wise, like there's no way I can dedicate that time to to be top ten in SIVA. There's no way. Yeah. That, and that's that's a that jump, you know, you got to extrapolate that and, and imagine kind of what what those jumps are within our own categories in the IAC. But I, yeah. I that's I, I really think that, um, you know, I, I think it's dangerous and you don't see it very often. But to have the casual weekend warrior hobbyist and advanced and unlimited, there, there are a few out there um, yeah. and they, you know, are maybe borderline dangerous, borderline unsafe and they score low. It is what it is. Um, but you know, intermediate sportsman primary. I mean, how many people should be right curated as, as a hobbyist? You know, you can show up to those categories, fly shitty, but be safe and, and have fun the rest of your life. But you want to move up? Um, I, I think, you know, professional track idea is, is, is where it's at for those. Like, Hey, if you are going to do this, this, this other category, you're you're making a commitment and it's serious and 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 here are the sequences and uh we're we're gonna i don't know maybe they maybe you do align with siva and, and start making siva sequences for for advanced and limited you know because that's what you're gonna be doing abroad i don't know i don't know that this kind of gets away from the sportsman discussion but it is it's like you know is are we, should we be making sportsmen more challenging or you know obviously there needs to be a progression you know i, I mean don't know. it's a it's a serious it's a it's a real gosh it's it's a really frustrating issue because like it's a it's a problem but you need you need um you need people and you need you know um you need people to speak up and get involved to, to fix the problem that's i feel like we have a lot of people and you know maybe we're included in that 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 do a lot of talking and there's not enough action i get that um but it's not a it's not a short-term problem it's not a there's no fix short short term for this at all um yeah. and i think the question is is what what do we want what does the base want the iac to be um and how do we grow it so right and who do we cater it to so like right now 
the only tough argument that I would have is with unlimited and you can't argue unlimited should be unlimited. Like at, at, at a certain, uh, it's just unlimited. So like, but if you make it so difficult, even though it's unlimited, how many people really have the ability to fly that, 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 that type of flying, you know, where you make it, where you make it at a level where, where you can't have a family, you can't have a, a, a career outside of aviation. You know, you need to live in a warm, you know, you need to have, you know, staff almost at this point, like, like, yeah, you could call, you could say that, that phrase unlimited should be unlimited, but like it, you might be a lone ranger in that category. And then, and, and now this club is, is, you know, the numbers are, are, are super down. So like, I think there has to be some type of balance. And the only way you're going to be able to find that is, is from gauging your audience, you know, and talking to people and letting them know how they feel. I mean, for me, I would just tell them, you know, this is my lifestyle. This is what I can afford to do. This is the amount I can train. This is, this is where I, I see myself and I'm one person. And then it's like, you got to ask however many others and like, see their lifestyles and see what they, they are willing to do to be able to podium or whatever like that, not just make it through. Yeah. And um, because I think people are getting frustrated, you know, they're, they only have, they're very realistic. They're super intelligent people. And they understand that, you know, in order for me to, to be at a, a level of, of a, a winning caliber, I need to dedicate X amount of time and I just don't have it. So I'm not going to put myself in that position. I'm unfortunately going to leave the sport. And like, for me, like I know at, at a world level, like I'm not the type of person that's okay with just going, spending all this money, time away from my family to finish mid pack. I'm not going to mid pack it at, 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 in any competitive nature, you yeah. know? And, you know, because yeah, you're not the weekend warrior type, like that's not your mentality. That's not what you're doing it for, you know? Yeah. And that's, and like, and that's good. That's fine. And like, I'm not like, not that Siva could give a shit about, you know, Jeff Petroselli, but like, I am not, there's not a bone in my body that's going to make me go to whack ever. So like, yeah. you know, could I have done whack in the late nineties and, and, you know, with the way, or, you know, to the two thousands, maybe right before they started doing the, the three free unknowns and, and putting in these, you know, wonky figures that, that are, um, you know, like the, the, the flicks up and into tail slides and shit like that before, right before that. Yeah. I'd, I'd consider it. I'd absolutely consider it. But right now the difficulty level, like I cannot dedicate that kind of time and I'm not yeah. willing to, to be honest with you, I'm not yeah. willing to do that. It's, it's, it's once you start turning something into a job you're it's the, the clock starts and you're going to leave you're going to leave it there's just you know prove me wrong unless the only way you're going to stay is if you're getting paid and, and we all know how it goes That's yeah happen. so like you know like it's i think it's a good example of 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 a specific situation that involves me of, of what makes somebody not want to do something you know and is the iac going that direction where they're making certain categories so difficult that people are like that's not fun anymore like i want to be in a category where like i don't it doesn't have to turn into a job where i get to show up you know and and you know i've done the proper training and it comes out to me mentally you know because like i say like you go to a contest you should be ready yep but like can can you be ready can the average person or can the slightly above average person be competitively level 
at these categories, or is it just going to be up to like the two or three people that show up and romp ass on the rest of the 12? It's a good question. You know, and is that, is, is that, is that what it's about? Like, is it, is it, is that an unfair advantage that it's catering to people that, 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 you know, made that decision in their life to, to, you know, be one 99.9% of, you know, competitive aerobatics. Like, is that, who's going to be left at the end of, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe there should be like a statistical or a chart showing like the, as sequences change and got whatever, like where's category attendance and how does that relate to, you know, how the economy is doing, whatever. But like, for me, like sportsmen should be a fun category. Um, it shouldn't, you shouldn't need a coach for sportsmen. You shouldn't need to be going to camps with Nikolai Timothy in a sportsman level. Like that's fucking ridiculous. If you ask me. Um, it should be, you should be able to fly once a week, you know, twice a week and be competitive when you show up at the contest. It's to me, it's that simple. I agree. I agree. Yeah. You know, and if you want to challenge yourself, it's almost funny. Let me just finish with this. It's almost funny too, because like there's arguments that like, yeah, it should be difficult, right? Yeah. Okay. Challenge show. So then why do you, when you go to nationals, do all the top tier competitors do a freestyle that involves like six aerobatic turns in it and the most simple (laughs) fucking bullshit. You know, like you want yeah. to challenge yourself, but then like, oh, when it's when it's a matter of this, you want to fucking like you you want to be half pregnant, like this bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. It's an interesting uh it's an interesting argument. Uh, because you know, at the end of the day, if if you want members, you have to appeal to everybody, right? Like this isn't this isn't AOPA. Like there's no no denying that. But if yeah. you make it so exclusive. You know, it's a it's a vicious cycle because it's a it's an it's an entity that doesn't uh, allow like you know the idea of sponsorships. You know, um, you're you're not generating money in here, yeah. And so everybody's got to come out of pocket. It's a rich person sport, uh, even at any category. Let's be real, but I mean, advanced and unlimited. It's it's an it's an, a huge financial undertaking. Yeah. So do you make it exclusive? Um, for the and you, for the prestige and the challenge, well, then you you x out a lot of people. I know it's totally. it's it's a hard, it's a hard. And the path only to category the really the only category I can't argue is unlimited. I mean, I could cry till I'm blue in the face that it's not fair, and you're gonna. But like it, the word, the name of the category is there. Like yeah. you know what you're signing up for. So like, yeah, does it suck that I have to fucking look at a sequence from the late whatever to known and like laugh at it compared to today? Yeah, it fucking blows. But like it's unlimited. Like you're signing up for it. Fuck up, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You can't argue with it. Advanced. You know, I'm big on going back to the 200 horsepower rule. Um, I think that getting rid of that really changed up, you know, uh, world and and national aerobatics kind of. But the only thing I can't argue is the unlimited category. I mean, if somebody says you it's unlimited for a reason, like how do you? How do I argue that? Right. Right. So like, um, you know, I can, I can make a point that the category numbers and, and the attendance in that category is, you know, steadily going down. There's no doubt, but if they want to change the category name, like whatever, but like, yeah, I, I I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight a battle. That's that I can't win, but, um, right. I think that sportsmen 
you know, and then like, what's really funny is instead of making other categories easier, they, they make the, the category that's got upward trending numbers at nationals advance easier by adding, like, instead of 12 figures, you could do 14 or something like that. Right. Like they added more figures to the freestyle. So now yeah. it's like a glorified intermediate free, <laughs> you know? Um, it's interesting. Yeah. So like, it's, it's super interesting, but like, you can't blame like what's people have to speak up. I mean, when one I was running that for that director position, like how many people voted? Like nobody voted. Like you have 4,000 members, maybe like 300 or something like that. People voted like, come on. Yeah. So like you got to speak up and like, you can't blame an organization or a club like this for making decisions when they don't hear what everybody wants until like a decision's being made. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So That's I'm not point. mad at the I'm not mad at the IC at all. I don't have a bone to pick with the IC at all because like they don't, you know, they don't know. Everybody's so quick to, to hop on Facebook. Like, why don't you just send an email to your director or to your whomever and let them know how you feel instead of just you know bitching and whining to your friends. I wonder um, how that, much communication actually happens. Like, I, and I'm not. That's not a rhetorical question, or, or like I'm not being tongue in cheek. Um, I, I really, truly wonder how much communication happens uh, to uh, to the, to your, you know, anybody in a director position like that. I, I bet it's not much. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't get voted in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, I I think I think the other thing too. Which, which is still a stigma, is everybody's afraid to tell how they feel. I don't know why. Why it's a small club, relatively. Um, you know, they're they're afraid of rocking the boat or or whatever reason. They don't want to have a bad image because if they feel they say something negative, they'll they'll get pounced on, which has yeah. happened in the past. So, yep. you know, um, I don't think there's a, there's ever bad ideas. I mean, or opinions. You know, if you if you want to be a jerk, you can you can you know you'll get just don't be a jerk about it is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Um, but if you if you feel like in this particular in this specific case, um, with the sports fin sequence, when when um when you looked at it, when you know because they they put the sequences out and there's like a a period of time where you can forget what the word is for it, where you can ask questions about it or yeah. whatever. Like a and if you, if you don't write an email and then all of a sudden they approve it and now you're, you're upset about it. It's like, you're, I don't know if I, you know, I, I can't get on that, that train with you, you know? So like write an email and like, you could, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is like, you got issues with the sequence, ask about it and you'll get a response from, from a very experienced person explaining yes. to you the reasoning behind it. And, you know, if you don't agree with that person, you can get a second opinion. Um, you can go fly it and video it and, 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 you know, take it for, take it as far as you want, but like, at least you'll have some communication and, 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 and reasoning and not just being like, Oh, it's a shitty sequence. Well, right. Maybe, maybe you're wrong. You know, maybe it's not a shitty sequence. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, um, you know, I don't have access to a 150 horse decathlon, but you know, um, you know, I, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but like, 
I don't know. What the the bottom line is that you you can't bitch unless you spoke up at the beginning. That's that's all I'm getting at. So lesson learned for a lot of people, I think. And I think that next year, hopefully, this, and, and I think we can all thank Angela for it because next year, if there's a lot of people speaking up about the proposed knowns, um, I think it be a lot because of the the previous podcast we had i agree you know so like that's yeah. what i'm saying there's even if she's like dead ass wrong or whatever like there's no that's not bad to be wrong because now like it's going to help the isc next year and and get a lot more people involved like you can't yeah. you know there's there's probably some people out there that are probably like oh like what is she talking about or like oh like she's she's knowing like Maybe she doesn't know a lot, but she's talking and she's, yeah. and she just created Educator. a great, co- yeah. And she created a great, uh, a great topic that got a lot of people involved. So to me, like maybe a bad opinion is, is the best thing to happen in terms of sequence selection, you know, yeah. from, from some, some young woman who just got involved in the sport and you've been here, you know, and, and maybe this boomer has been here for 20 years and hasn't spoke up and just bitches. But meanwhile, this girl comes in and like, you know, gets people doing things like that's a great thing. Totally. You know, and you should never knock somebody for for having an opinion and and feeling a certain way. I mean, even if even if they are wrong or if you feel that that's not a bad, you shouldn't be a dick. You know, just. I don't know. It's just I I have a hard time with that. But but I I I I don't disagree. I don't disagree. And. You know, obviously, the, you know, you get people on both sides of the coin on this, you know. Um, you know, I, I read something uh, interesting. I forgot who said it. I don't know if it was Miko or not. Um, but it was uh, talking about, you know, taking a break in sportsmen. And the idea of, of taking a break. And, um, you know, the argument was made that's like, hey, it's not a bad idea to, to take breaks, at, you know, and learn how to take breaks, which is I understand that argument 100 percent. But the yeah. idea that everybody that's talking about it are in airplanes that arguably perform better than 150 horsepower decathlon, which is the category right. benchmark. So th- yeah. that's where things start to get a little interesting. It's like, okay, uh, real like, should we really have to be taking breaks? You know, um, in these airplanes that I don't know. I mean, should should you be taking breaks in sportsmen in a super decathlon? No. Unless you need, to, obviously, if you need to, you know, like I'm, I'm talking about kind of a zero win condition. You shouldn't have to take a break in any sequence. Yeah, that's that's especially a known. Like, there's been times where, like, an unknown, like you take a planned break, get that hundred percent, you know. Um, but the known sequence should be able to be flown in any condition, weatherwise. Uh, well, not you know within the IC rules, and with the proposed minimum criteria of an airplane that's should be competitive um yeah. without taking a break it shouldn't that's have what to I would think. be flown by a plane that can quote unquote make it through it right you know it should be able whatever category like intermediate should be able to if there's like i don't get that whole you know topic with making a airplane picking an airplane that it can be flown by like i don't know i just I, I look at the sequences from the late nineties and sportsmen and early two thousands, right. And compared to today and you know, why did they change? Why did they get more difficult? Was it that did it help or hurt the sport? You know, what did the numbers show? Did airplanes change? You know, what did it, why did, why did that 
why did we get here from there is is really the question and like i just i'm not it's not a rhetorical question i i I don't know the answer well and and you know how does the sport progress right how do you um how do you get better how do you Mm -hmm. you know i don't know i understand i understand both sides of the argument a little bit you know i it's it's just a tough it's a tough it's a tough argument or it's a tough it's a tough topic yeah i mean like should intermediate then be able to have a sequence that a say like a pits s like what's the criteria for an intermediate like i, I think it's an s2a the, yeah can like an s2a an intermediate like should it barely get through so that a 300l can romp on it you know yeah is that the criteria and then like i i don't know where i'm going with that but like i don't know it should be it should be something that like you were saying you know the uh, the average pilot can be competitive and that's what i think and if these sportsman guys are that bored with it that's that's why we have another category above you to challenge yourself further that's why intermediate is there yeah. or the next category above and like it's not the IAC's problem that a certain you know certain pilots have a financial burden of having an aircraft that needs more ability for the next category up it's not the IAC's responsibility to make a harder sequence because of because of a, a financial issue that's specific to you yeah you know um yeah and you know you look at if it's it should so like if we're talking about it like Lentz did he he won intermediate in the nationals in decathlon right yeah so like if if sportsman pilots I think if, if he didn't he gets he got second yeah he's whatever so yeah you're right so like if a sportsman guy in a decathlon says he can't fly it um in intermediate then that's bullshit at that point right because it's been proven to be done by you know somebody who's was on the sequence committee yeah flying it you know what i mean yeah i agree so why shouldn't that i don't know where i'm really going but like move up and count if you're bored in sportsman because this you know if we're going back say to see say for some reason in fantasy land next year sportsman's easy and you're going to get those sportsman guys this is too this is way too it's like okay we'll move up then then move up or or take a freestyle design it so it challenges you it's sportsman and fly that yeah oh but i want to win okay then win. So then 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 win or move up like it's it, i don't know i feel like we're catering to a select few that that have been around for a while and maybe are a little louder than others in, in terms of what they want I don't want, yeah, I really wonder. I mean, I also, you know, it is just, you know, people making sequences, you know, there's this, the, this, the sequence committee, you know, makes a sequence and they, they put their criteria together and agree on it. And, um, and it's certainly not to say that they're wrong, but it is interesting. It's, it's an interesting, um, yeah. just always interesting when the sequence, I mean, I'm sure it's been like this forever. It's always interesting when the sequences come out. Yeah. It's like, I almost kind of like, would would um i wouldn't know how to do this but it'd be nice if there was a criteria so like 
if sportsmen like so the known comes the known selection right for each year and it's like sportsmen and it's like criteria you know whatever come um 150 horsepower this in order to to be competitive in this category you need um at minimum a 150 horse decathlon the average person needs to dedicate x amount of hours per week you know flying this um like i said i don't think you should need a coach at this point <laughs> yeah to uh to uh to be whatever but like and um not to say you don't you, sh- you can't but i'm just saying like there should be like so like it, it maybe list like what the right what the average person needs to dedicate so that the competitor knows what they're getting into in each category to win or be competitive yeah you know i don't know just food for thought could be totally wrong i'm sure we're gonna get some flack for it but (laughs) we always do we always do just speaking out loud it was maybe we should maybe we should post you know talking about like communication you know maybe the messages that we get that you message us now where you we might get cop you might get screenshotted and posted because <laughs> if you're so easy to say something why shouldn't it be public why should we have to be the assholes that have to say things publicly mm. you know i wonder if how many messages we get then it's a good point everybody was like typing out messages and then all of a sudden stopped <laughs> it was like <laughs> we're gonna put your ass Whoa. on blast dude no <laughs> yeah, should we do that? maybe Eh, no, because you know, I feel like we get I we get good constructive feedback for sure. But you know, there's always there's, there's always some, some there's some there's some messages that I can I can remember yeah. that weren't so nice. <laughs> that that weren't the nicest in the world. Oh. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. I I remember some as well. Like if you're willing to like say that, like I feel like like because we're at the end of the day, you there's no doubt that you and I want whatever to succeed you know and we're talking yeah. about it like out loud you know we don't everybody listen we don't pre-show this crap like we're just talking we we have no we got on the podcast today right before we mark hit the record button i was like what are we talking about today and we're yeah. like i don't know we'll figure it out so like we don't rehearse this so sometimes yeah we're we're you know just wrong or you know not talking correctly i don't know so um don't hate is what i'm getting at um <laughs> but yeah if you're if you want to say something like say it say it out loud i mean it's fucking such a small club anyway like who cares yeah i mean like in a good way like don't worry about what people are going to say because you know just say what you want to say well there must be a culture uh, or people must feel the re- the the reason to uh you know be quiet and, and maybe they're apprehensive on on speaking out, you know. And hopefully that changes with time. I get that certain people can't. Don't get me wrong. I'm just talking about the average person. Yeah, you know? totally, totally. Yeah, well, what else? What else? What else is going on besides that? That bombshell, the sportsman bombshell. Well, Angela's in witness protection, so we haven't really heard from her. <laughs> um. Uh, I love it. Not much snowbird aerobatic contest coming up. Um, that's going to be March twentieth around that time. Then in yeah, Florida. the season season starts coming up, huh? 
season starting. Um, Rob Dumovic posted a really cool video of the extra factory down the new uh, service center dealership, whatever you can call it, down in Deland, Florida. It's on YouTube. Yep. Check him out. Spread Aviation. Um, really thankful for Rob um, doing all those cool videos, especially with uh, his journey uh, to nationals. Um, I love people that put themselves out there like that. Yeah. Um, he really did in a great way. It was it was awesome. Yeah. So thanks for posting that, Rob. I, uh, that was fun to watch. Um, what else is going on? Uh, that's about it, man. If everybody has any uh, good information on Cherokee Six X's, uh, let us know. Um, we'll find more about that airplane. There we go. Um, or if there's one in the uh, Northeast area that I can get a ride in, um, hit me up. Sweet. And uh, that's about it. Um, what about you? Whole lot of nothing, man. Flying, flying here and there. Um, flew the extra a couple times uh, during the week, which was great. Um, the weather's been getting kind of iffy. In fact, uh, I canceled one flight because of wind. Um, I flew in the morning and it was like pretty sporty. I'm like, you know, this is this is like probably not the smartest weather to be flying in. And so I canceled my afternoon flight. And then I started looking at the weather because uh, uh, the TAF was like. It's calling for like gusting like 43 knots. I was like, Jesus, which is that's very unusual for the area. Yeah. We don't usually get high winds like that. Um, and I'm like, ah, that's probably bullshit. But you know, on the in the interest of 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 being, you know, smart, I'm gonna cancel my afternoon flight. And then sure enough, I'm at you know, afternoon, I'm like looking outside of my house. I'm like, it's pretty nice out. I'm I probably canceled for the wrong reason, but you know what? Better to be on the ground. Uh, wishing you were up there than being up there wishing you were on the ground. Yeah, I look cool. up, uh, I pull up the four flight, I uh, pull up four flight and look at the the METAR. Sure as shit. Um, the airport's gusting 39 knots um, at, at Livermore. But then I look at like Oakland, San Francisco. San Francisco got like to 55 knots, which is insane. I mean, it's like super, super windy. Very, very uncharacteristic of, of the area. So we've kind of been dealing with that. And then now today it's uh I'm looking looking outside right now. It's kind of cloudy and off and on rain and it's cold. It was like 39 degrees when I last looked. So it's it's like we're expecting snow kind of down low, which is again unseasonable. Not not uh not too common to get snow really low, but looking looking at snow, maybe, maybe even not at our house, but we're kind of in the hills, the foothills a little bit. You never know. Nice. A little dusting overnight. But yeah, no flying right now. Annuals coming up next month on the extra. So we're kind of getting kind of getting that underway. We're we're talking about maybe doing an um an engine monitor. We'd need to do one. It's yeah. so uh, I don't know. It's hard to now it's like we're like, oh shit, we should do one during annual when it's down. And uh can't find one. They're all like special order. So we've got a couple yeah. leads on some used ones. In fact, uh massage. He's got a JPI that he pulled out of his airplane that we may, if he can find it and we can get probes, we may, we may go that route, but yeah, that's about it, man. Just kind of, gotcha. kind of chilling, doing a little bit of acro here and there and um, nothing, nothing too crazy. No desire. Uh, I will repeat, no desire to compete still. Um, Love that for you. Care less. I did. Oh, you know, I, I, we could talk about this. We'll definitely talk about it after I, I do it, but, uh, 
and I said, I think I did say this last year and I had to cancel because of work, but I, I signed up for judges school. So I'll be doing judges school next month. Um, I forgot what date, but I think it's the 18th, March 18th. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, 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 you know, uh, our, the Tracy contest is coming up in June. I hope you uh, should definitely be a judge and just go to a contest and just zero people that talk shit. I should be that judge. It's a good idea. <laughs> I remember when you broke my chops about not going to a contest. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna um I'm gonna be the hammer. Negative That's two. My, what? Yeah. You can't do yes, I can. You're 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 uh hard negative ten. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck is that possible? But yeah, so I, just you know, again, uh just just for fun. I mean, I I uh you know, you you said it a couple times in this podcast, and I feel like this podcast in general has has hopefully been like don't just uh, you know, talk about it, be about it, even though the podcast is talking about it, but I feel like, you know, getting people involved, getting people energized, engaged, you know, through the podcast platform helps. And, um, you know, I love the IAC and I love aerobatics and I want to be involved. So why not go to judges school? You know, and it's something that I've wanted to do for a while. So, yeah. Um, you know, get involved. Everybody, love everybody, IAC you know, the IAC needs work. Yeah, the IAC needs judges. So sign up. Go find a local chapter. They they host judges schools. Um IAC 38's doing ours. They do it every year. So yeah, that, that's pretty much it on this front, dude. Nothing nothing real exciting coming up. Uh um uh, you know, airshow season starting. I talked to Rob a little bit. He's busy. Never a dull moment for Rob Holland, of course. Um so his season's ramping up here real quick, and we didn't talk about. <laughs> don't say it. Don't, I was hoping you wouldn't say it. Don't even say it. Oh, I don't even know. What are you? What do you? You have you have to say what you don't want me to say. I'm curious. Uh, well, I want to do it because you know how like we never sign off and we keep going. So I want to be able yeah. to say it under the under the promise that we say. All right, that's it today. So why don't we do our lift? our lift thing and then i'll tell you what it was and then we'll leave okay because i don't want to talk about it <laughs> i don't even know if we're talking about the same thing we well you're gonna be it's it's amazing okay well i i won't talk about my thing and we'll see if it's if it's your thing but um appreciate you guys all listening head over to lift aviation buy some stuff they're an awesome company um Braden and tom and and uh, Tom, Braden and Todd and the team um, over there at Lyft doing a phenomenal job. They make great stuff. Go buy some shoes. Go buy some shirts. They just released some uh, some professional pilot shirts. I, I I have I bought a couple. I'm gonna start wearing them in the Airbus. Uh, the Flex pilot shirts. They're actually really nice. Uh, so if you are a professional pilot that wears a uniform, go check out those shirts. Go buy a helmet. Head over to liftaviationusa.com. Use the promo code FLYCOOLSHIT. I think I did not confirm because uh, I didn't use it when I bought mine, but I think that promo code will work on the shirts. I think it pretty much just works on everything except for helmets. So liftaviationusa.com, promo code FLYCOOLSHIT, 25% off your order. Uh, FLYCOOLSHIT.com slash merch. Buy a shirt. Buy seven shirts. Buy 10 shirts. I don't know. Buy some shirts. Um, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, awesome. Do you do you want to say we'll talk to you next week, or do you want me to say we'll talk to you next week? All right. So I'm going to tell you what 
I'm glad we didn't talk about and then we'll say bye bye or something. Deal. Ready? Yeah. The US Nationals for gliders. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 